Welcome everybody to the Golden Essence Podcast, uh, featuring JK and TJ Forte. Basically, bringing you our thoughts on our opinions on sports, life, and culture. And today we have some interesting topics to cover, and I'm going to toss it over to TJ, who would like to introduce someone to us. All right, everyone. Hope y'all having a great day today. Uh, we do have a special guest with us on the line. Um, it is my cousin, my family, Kareem. So, Kareem, you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and everybody that's listening. Uh, thanks, first of all, for you guys having me on tonight. Uh, not too much to tell, man. I grew up in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Went to Southwest Onslow High School and ended up getting the opportunity to go to University of North Carolina, play a little bit of football. Had a great time doing that. And you know, got my degree there. Um, BA in management and society and uh, you know just played a little bit of football here and there and just been living life enjoying life with my wife and three girls and <clears throat> excuse me I got a granddaughter and got another one on the way so just living life man and grateful to be alive and blessed to you know be on this podcast with you guys tonight yeah man appreciate you being um joining and breaking your insights in and uh definitely it's gonna be a good time man so we'll go ahead and jump into the first segment of the day which is called the hive for those who didn't listen to last week the hive is going to be where we are going to go over our topic of choice and exp- and just talk about it for a few minutes and just bringing you what we think about it our thoughts opinions and expressions on whatever that topic is. So, Kareem, since you are the special guest tonight, we're going to start off with you and your topic. You know, my topic of the night is really going to be about Greg Robinson getting caught with some major weight. (laughs) 157 pounds. Man, what was this dude thinking? (laughs) I I mean, I Googled the directions from Louisiana to L.A. and L.A. to Louisiana. Now, he could have took another alternate route. It would have cost him an hour instead of his life because right now, <laughs> there's no way he's playing football again unless no. he go to the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand, though. I mean, why would you do that? And the dude, like, 6'5", 300-plus, like, come on, dude, like – you, there's no way you're going to be driving around the border and not look suspicious with, mm. you know, driving around with that much weight. And you know the dog's going to smell that. <laughs> so, I mean, that was just crazy to me. I, I couldn't believe that this cat would be caught with that much weight. There got to be something else to it. I mean, I would have come up with a good lie, like someone kidnapped my family or somebody something. To make me drive this weight, though, it just doesn't make any sense for him to do something like that. That's dumb, especially with all these dispensaries and stuff around. I mean, you're trying to make some money off of drugs to go the legal route. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm with you, man. I I feel like it reminds me of Life, man, where uh, the movie Life with Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy, and they had to, you know, transfer that booze for Spanky Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'd have thrown it on Spanky Johnson. I'd have made up a story on the fly. Anything, man. I mean, I don't know. You got to think on the fly. And I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it says a lot about the logic of a person. 
I guess. I mean, number one, you're doing something that's illegal in still many states. And to not have a backup plan and not have some type of story, some type of alibi. I mean, a lady at home who can speak on your behalf, something. I mean, Aaron Hernandez got away with murder for a long time before anybody was sniffing on his trail because, you know, call him crazy, call you what you want, rest in peace. But Aaron Hernandez had his, he had his cars together. He had his lady on his side. She didn't know the full story. She had his back. He had his cousin who had his car hidden for him in her garage, and they only found it on a technicality. I mean, if you're going to do something like this, especially being as in the limelight as you already are, you're in some degree of a spotlight, like you said, 6'5", 300 pounds, they're already looking at you. You got to have a plan, man. Come on. Yeah, man. I When I heard the story, I thought it was fake news. Because <laughs> I was like, there's no way. There's no way, right? Like, you were NFL player. You're making decent money, good money, not decent money. You're making good money in the NFL, regardless if you bench him or not. You're still making more money than majority of Americans. And you're doing something like that. And my thing is, too, is he couldn't have been the head honcho of the operation. No. Because the head honcho of the operation is not going to be doing something like that. You're going to send your minions out to do that. So I want to know if he's moving that much weight and he's in the NFL, who is who's the big boss? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, matter of fact, no, I don't. I don't want to know. <clears throat> Never mind. Y'all can just, I don't want to know, matter of fact. But I'm just saying, that just gives you something to think about. <laughs> well, to add to that real quick, this dude got 13 million signing bonus. <laughs> and his rookie contract was like 21. Like he already, he's already done with that. But I'm like, Come on, dude. Unless you went out and just blew all that dough, which is possible. Yeah. I mean, but you got some serious debt if you're trying to move that kind of weight. But you I know mean, what? we ain't talking about no small, small amount. This dude facing 20. <clears throat> yeah, but I think it kind of goes into that that Mike Vick mentality where, you know, a lot of times, even if you're not directly, you know, intertwined with some illegal activity or whatever. You end up getting looped in, and and it's like when it comes to your boys and your family, you know, whether it's peer pressure or even if somebody talk to them, hey, man, I need you to move this for me. Like, nobody's going to be looking at you. You're a celebrity. You know, you're famous. And he's probably like, you know what, man? Yeah, you're right. And mm-hmm. just the hunger of either a little piece of change or just the loyalty, which loyalty, I mean, take a little more than that for me. You know, I mean, family, blood, and all of that, I get it, but like you said, I mean, you've already established a name for yourself. You're in the league, making good money, you know, money that most people won't even see, like, within their scope <laughs> before they pass. And to blow all that away on a on some weight? Man, look, and I know, Kareem, you can speak to this, too. You always get taught, especially when you're an athlete, and you got people around you that might have a handout or whatever, or you do yeah. whatever you're doing. You got to have a fall guy. Yeah. Because you the bread runner. You got to have a fall guy. Where was this fall guy? <laughs> or, or, or was he the fall guy for a bigger person? That's what that's what I think it was the situation. He was yeah. the fall guy. And, and it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. But um I don't know, man. But uh whew. All right. Yeah. Well, Josh, what is your topic? 
<laughs> for the today. My topic's a little uh, a little lighter, man. Um, kind of going through some some things with the family. Grandfather's not doing too well. Actually, in hospice right now. So it just got me thinking with my family, and you know, just thinking life in general about the shortness of life. And you know, I typically try to come on the the motivational tip. So I just want to spend a few minutes, just you know, talking about. You know, we always hear people say life is short. It's not enough time in a day and all these little cute quotes and anecdotes and things. But, you know, just take some time and sit back and think about that. Like life is really short. And a lot of times we spend time complaining and arguing about things that don't matter or spend time caught up in celebrities lives, what celebrities are doing, and people that we don't even know. And then we haven't made peace with people that we're supposed to be connected with people that are supposed to be our friends and our families and, you know, our brothers, our siblings, our parents, you know, or even close friends that we've been rocking with for years, you know, we would, I think most people, especially when it comes to the point where someone may be getting ready to exit our life or somebody has exited our life, you know, we start to feel remorse or feel down or regret because of something that we, we held on to something that we didn't forgive somebody for or we didn't ask forgiveness for because of our pride or I don't want to talk to this person about that or I'm taking this to the grave with me. And the next thing you know, you turn around and then someone else is leaving this earth. And, you know, I just wanted to take this time to just say, man, you know, there's no action that anybody can do to us that is worth us, you know, taking on and, and stressing and, you know, causing us to behave in a manner that we may not want to behave in, or I'm going to be spiteful just because you did this to me, you know, just let it go. Especially if you're going to have this person in your life and they're still a part of your life, they're still in your circle. If they're that valuable to you, just let it go because you never know what could happen to that person the next few minutes, you know, next month, next year. Or, you know, even with your the simple next breath that you take, you know, life is just that short. So the main takeaway from this is just anything that you don't have to hold on to, let it go. Because, you know, the power of relieving stress from our life is truly on us. And a lot of times we like to place burdens and point blame on other people. But the impact of things that happen to us, the how significant those impacts are, are based on our definitions of what we allow to happen to us, the negative energy we have control to block it out of our life or to fuel it in our life. So block out that negative energy, realize how life is really short and cherish every moment that you have. And get mean to get too heavy there, man, but, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, man, I, it was, it's funny you say that because I was doing some reading yesterday and one of the quotes in the book that I highlighted um, was this. It basically, the quote said, don't bring yesterday's failures into today. Mm. And that's very powerful. You know what I mean? Because it's like sometimes we tend to hark on things and meditate on things and have it just sits, it sits heavy on us. And then we, right. it stretches over a time period. And if, like you said, just get over it, let it go. And it will help you get on with your life, get on with the next day, and help you conquer whatever the next obstacle is, man. So that's definitely strong words there. 
Wow. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, first and foremost, man, definitely put some prayers in for you and the family uh, for for bedtime tonight. Um, it's it's always good to have reflection on you know what's happening in your life, especially. Or I know I'm on the older end of the spectrum for for myself. And TJ will say he ain't, but he, he getting up there. Uh, but the nah. biggest thing is, you know, life is different than it was when we were 20 right. and 25. You know, you look at life a little bit different. You know, things start to get a little bit more serious. Um, you know, you start thinking about karma and how you treat people and how things come back around. And, um, you know, it's, it's nice that to have that reflection of, you know, am I doing right by someone? Am or are we in the right space and should I let her go? And am I being petty type of thing? And, um, you know, a big thing for me that I've learned is I try to keep things as positive as possible. Like, I don't want to be around negative people. I don't want negativity around me. If that's what you're about, I can't be around you. Right. Um, so, you know, that's, it's always good. Like I said, a reflection and, I don't know about you guys, but I always allow myself a reset. Yeah. So, you know, when I wake up, hey, I'm glad to see the sun come up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when the sun come up, even if it don't, I'm glad to have my eyes open up. But, you know, the biggest thing is, hey, I got another opportunity to make it a great day, a good day. And a motto that I live by is I'm never going to let somebody else make me have a bad day. So... Mm. Yes, sir. Way to bring it home, Kareem. Yeah, that's big. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, TJ, what uh, what do you have for your portion of the hive this week? All right, so I'm going to make it quick and short and sweet, man. So one thing that kind of touched me, um, being an HBCU graduate and former athlete at HBCU Winston-Salem State, is um, the NFL creating um, – they, they now institution this year, they're going to start their regional combine invitational, which is kind of what they have already for people that are not invited to the draft. Um, and the, the combine, the NFL draft combine, they're going to also add in an HBCU combine with that this year. Um, it's going to happen down in the Miami Dolphins training facility on March 27th to the 29th. So HBCUs, they're – actually going to invite HBCU athletes to come down there and work out in front of all these NFL scouts and teams where, you know, usually they would have to go to like a neighboring big school. Like I know when some state, they used to hold their, like they used to combo up with Wake Forest, do their pro day with Wake Forest. Um, and sometimes you get overshadowed um, and they don't look at you because they didn't look at the weight guys and not you. But now they're doing their own individual HBCU combine. They're going to combine it with the regional combine invitational. So I think that's real big, man. Um, I know when some states had a lot of people, they put a lot of people in the league between William Hayes, uh, Rondé Gaston, Yancey Thigpen, um, Tory Woodbury. We had a, there's a couple people in the league. And then the, the latest one has been William Hayes. Um, you know, he got drafted in the fourth round out of Winston you know, had opportunity to actually um, work out and stuff with him when I was in Winston and stuff. So, I mean, it's, there's a lot of HBCU talent. Um, and just for them to get that opportunity, I think is great. I mean, and then even just for them to get that exposure is great because now we know, now we have the XFL. You know, those right. guys could flow into the XFL or somewhere else. So, you know, because as we all know, whenever you're trying to get progressing your career, it's about network, networking and having those contacts and 
they may not be they may say you may not be a fit for our team, but we know somebody you will be a fit for. So it's just the opportunity, man. I'm just glad that those guys get the opportunity. Man, especially uh with a lot of athletes in conversation, just with some of these top tier guys that you would expect to go to the big name schools, I mean, between basketball and football alike that are electing to go to HBCUs for, you know, whatever their um, their specific reasons are, you know, where the stigma before was, you know, maybe that some people are going to HBCUs because they didn't get to the other schools. And a lot of times that's not the case. You know, it's a, you and I both know, especially going to HBCU, there's a different culture, different vibe. And some people want that, that taste. They want that experience, you know, and then they may elect to go to a different school for grad school or, or what have you. But I think it's, Big to include all institutions, man. So it, you know, gives everybody a, a fair shot at um, the next level if that's where they want to be. And as long as they're that caliber player, you know, it shouldn't matter what school they go to. You know, if they're a great player, they're a great player. So I think that's, I think that's big, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, TJ, do you know why they started doing that, or what exactly sparked them to start doing it? Like right now, it, um, from the information that I was able to gather on it. It seemed mm-hmm. like there was a big push um, from the Players Association. It seemed like there's a lot of guys that was pushing for it in the Players Association then, during the meetings they were having. Um, and also, I think they started to see a lot of these guys, like a William Hayes and all these guys, fly under the radar, and there's talent out there. And then, like, basically, because you look at a lot of the guys that make up the league, and you know this, being a former athlete, a lot of these guys that make up teams are undrafted guys. They come in, they come in their workhorses, and they want to be able to find more of this talent. Um, and also, just to give the HBCUs a chance, I think they've been un- underrepresented in the combine and in the draft combine workouts and everything like that. So from everything that I, co- I collected, it was a big push from the Players Association and people inside of the NFL really pushing that. So, Okay, cool. I mean, you know, good luck to everybody that's going to be down there in, the, in Miami at the combine and also in Indianapolis coming up. So it should be a pretty good uh, draft coming up. Some some interesting players that are coming out. I'm, in, I'm interested to see where uh, some people are going to get drafted. I'm not worried about no Raiders, though, but, you know. Nope. <laughs> I, I mean, I, if I remember correctly, I think the Raiders finished better than the Broncos. But we, mm. we're going to go ahead and switch Ooh. subjects. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to be rude on your, your podcast. No, no, you're not going <laughs> to do that to me. If you remember correctly, your last L was to the Broncos. Now you can. Mm. Mm. It's about okay. how you finish up. So, next segment is going to be about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> so, Josh, how did you feel yes, about sir. NBA All-Star Weekend? You know what? I thought I thought this was one of – I mean, like a lot of people um, have thought that this is one of the, the better NBA All-Star Weekends that we've had in, in quite some time. Um, I think just – the the overall chemistry um there were no major we didn't hear anything negative in the media that happened at least i didn't see anything um you know from violent aspects uh it seemed like a good character uh, matchup from the celebrity basketball game to the dunk contest to the actual all-star game itself i saw a lot of camaraderie a lot of chemistry just with the all-star game um players that you know you wouldn't think that you would see together playing 
well on a team. You know, these big egos, you know, like LeBron and Harden and Kawhi, Chris Paul, to see all these guys, you know, meshing and just going out there having fun, you know, and it, it, it was good to see that, you know, because, um, I mean, you expect a little bit of drama. I mean, we all know it's all fun and, you know, at least it's supposed to be, but to be able to to see the fun that everybody has with it, the camaraderie, uh, the great um, takeaways from it, I I like to see it as a fan. I think it was. I think it was a good, good turnout. Cool, cool. I would say uh, for me, um, the dunk contest was very good. Um, you know, uh, it was very competitive. It was very controversial at the end. Um, uh, but you know, um, otherwise, I think them changing the format of the actual All Star Game was mm-hmm. very. Um, it made it very competitive in the, the last quarter. Um, yeah. Because those guys, they had, a, they was playing hard. They were sweating. You know, you heard LeBron after the games. You know, he was he was out of breath, sweating. He was on the interview. You know, I mean, those guys was working, man. And then um, also, I thought it was pretty cool that they renamed the MVP uh, trophy after Kobe. You know, um, I thought that was pretty cool. So, so, man, you missed you mentioned that controversial with the dunk contest, man. So, we're gonna have to open up the platform and talk about that a little bit, man. Because uh, and. And I, I like the segment to, to Kareem after we uh, I mentioned this little point. You know, I, I watched it, and, you know, Jones Jr., I think he had some phenomenal dunks, that tornado dunk that he had, um, the gazelle dunk, as I call it, where he kind of took one step and just gracefully glided in the air. I mean, I think everybody's putting all this energy into Gordon. I mean, yeah, Gordon had a phenomenal um, – dunk segment as well you know the dunk with chance the rapper and everybody's saying it came down to the one controversial one when gordon dunked over taco was like did he really dunk over him and everybody's saying yeah i mean taco put his head down and he kind of grazed his shoulder but he's still seven five i mean you he really didn't clear him at the end of the day so if you're gonna give somebody a solid 10 and say they clear somebody that's that tall that's seven five like Make sure you really clear them. Don't give them like a, a consolation because they made an attempt for somebody that ducked their dunked their head. Like I don't think it was anything intentional to take a shot at Gordon and saying, "Well, he was here before, so let's give it to somebody else." Um, what What do you think, Kareem? <laughs> Actually, me and TJ talked about this a little earlier. I mean, the dude. I have to go with the seven five. He's seven five. <sighs> Even if he puts his head down, I don't care if he clears him or not. Let's take his head <laughs> off. That's still seven <laughs> feet. <laughs> seven feet. How many people can jump that high to get your groin right. seven feet in there? Right. There ain't too many people that can do that. And you know, look at the other ducks. The dude have five fifties. I really believe that it should have been a tie. I think that's just the way they should have did it. And from what I heard is it was supposed to be a tie at the end, but someone got their numbers mixed up. And so it was supposed to be 48. And they were just going to walk away and say they weren't going to judge anymore. Supposedly, that's what I heard. But, I mean, it was a great dunk contest. It's probably one of the better ones that I've seen, especially in the last few years. And I like Jones. That dude got hops. I mean, that's <laughs> undeniable. And it's so crazy. He does it effortlessly. 
So yeah, um, I, I thought it was a great dunk contest, and um, I, I either you could go either way though. I mean, to be honest with you, but they should have left it at a tie, I believe. I, I can get with that. What about you, TJ? Man, look. <laughs> I think Gordon should have won. and But I'm going to give you my reason why I think Gordon should have won. Because Jones's dunks were repetitive. All his Ooh. dunks all his dunks was between the leg, finished with the left hand. Every last single, single one of his dunks was – it looked the same to me after three, three attempts. Even though he was doing it from different angles, maybe twisting a little more, if you go back and look at all his dunks, he had the ball and he start with the ball in his right hand, go between his legs, finish with the left. Every last single one of them was the same. Between the, they call it the East Bay. That's what they call the East Bay. The East Bay is between your legs and dunk. That's what that's mm-hmm. what the dunkers call it. Every time he did, he finished with the left. He didn't do any kind of variation besides maybe throwing a ball off or jumping off somebody, catching off somebody's head or something like that. But every time he finished with the same. So I didn't see enough variation from him and enough creativity from, from that standpoint. And from that standpoint, that's why I would have to give it to Aaron Gordon because Aaron Gordon brought you different looking dunks from different angles and they he did, he finished with the left, right, behind his head. He gave you more variety, which I think is way more important than you just finishing. He finished with the left every time, between the legs, left. Between the legs, left. Between the legs, left. Like, I got tired. I actually got tired of watching. I was like, man, I already know what dunk he's going to do. And he, he kept doing the same dunk, really. He finished it the same way every time. So, that that that's what I saw. I was looking at it differently. You know, I was like, I, I was like, I already know what he's going to do. Like, if I was guarding him on the court, I know he likes to finish with the left. I'm going to force him to the right. He already showed me what he's about. I already got enough scout report on him. So, that's how I felt. Okay. I mean, he did have the nice 360 dunk. And uh, like you said, uh, he with versatility, if you look at it, because I don't think I looked at it necessarily from that aspect. If you look at it from that aspect, then I, I would agree. I mean, if, if it came down to, you know, a dead tie and we got to look at what made one player, you know, more static than the other one, I, I would have to go with that. So I, I can agree with you on that. And I mean, I know that a lot of a lot of highlights um, with the dunk contest and you know, just in general, I mean, with the game, there were nine first-time All-Stars, which I thought was, you know, phenomenal. Um, you know, 157-155, nice high-scoring game. Like you said, the guy overall, um, nobody, you know, was dead weight on the team, it seemed. Um, any any other major highlights that uh, you saw, Kareem or TJ? Uh, not necessarily a highlight, but I did find it interesting that Ice Cube is calling out the NBA from basically taking that rule of let's set a score and whoever gets their first wins, because I guess that's what the big three does. Mm. And they started out doing that in 2017. And then now all of a sudden you see is popping up in that NBA All-Star uh, game, which, again, I think the, the thought process is, I mean, it's not genius because we've been doing that since you've been playing 21. Right. <laughs> but still, to put it in professional sports makes it a little bit more exciting and things of that nature. So I definitely agree about, you know, this probably being one of the better ones that I've seen. Um, I think probably the next closest ones are when you saw like Jordan and Kobe. 
Uh, maybe I think when Magic came back, you know, mm-hmm. those times, those are, are good just because you get to see those players one more time. But uh, right. I thought it was just interesting to, to see Ice Cube calling out the NBA because of that. So I'm going to actually kind of follow that and see what happened. Cause, you know, Ice Cube don't let too much go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, definitely not. All right, guys. Well, I know TJ mentioned a little while ago about the the MVP for the All-Star actually being renamed to Kobe Bryant. You know, of course, that means a lot to me as a Lakers fan, but just, you know, in honor of the late Kobe Bryant, much respect there. Uh, quickly just wanted to mention that, you know, Kawhi Leonard, congratulations to him for being the the winner, the recipient of the first ever Kobe Bryant MVP All-Star Award. Well, his stats, he got 30 points, which was phenomenal. He got seven boards and four assists. So congratulations, Kawhi, and thank you, NBA, for making that change for us. Um, you know, quick segue here, man. You know, we got a big fight coming up. Um, but before we get to the fight, let's let's do a couple little promo drops here. Um, TJ, um, as most people who've started to follow us already have known, we've got a couple things we're working on the side. Um, let's tell us a little bit about your businesses. So I have um a YouTube channel, which is gonna you can find it what's your forte with a question mark on YouTube. On that channel, I cover cars and technology so if you're into cars um mostly bmws but if you're into any type of car any type of automotive type of information you can catch it there and also um covering just new stuff and technology just a couple tech reviews on just some items there so if you're into endos definitely check that out then i also on my instagram page have some photography that i'm in too on that also quick promos and videos for other businesses in the area that i also do marketing for so it's kind of what I got on the side. What about you, Josh? Okay. Well, my baby, Crown Loyal Inspirations. That's Crown with a K. Loyal, not Crown Royal like the drink. Um, but uh, <laughs> check me out on Instagram, Facebook, just uh, pushing positivity and motivation. I post daily quotes on my Instagram, Crown underscore Loyal underscore Inspirations. And um, you can also check out my merchandise for positive apparel uh, excuse me, apparel for positive lifestyle. And that's just crown loyal inspirations.com. Um, so check me out there. Um, give TJ some love and support. I know he's got a lot of um, things that he's working on, um, professional photography and tech reviews. So um, we appreciate your guys' support. Um, now jumping into this big fight that we have coming up this weekend, Wilder versus Fury. Who Kareem, you got to let us know, man, who wins and why? Uh, I just can't go against Wilder's right hand, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm afraid of that. It's like watching a little bit of Mike Tyson. Every, every time you see Mike Tyson fight, you would almost guarantee he was going to beat the guy. He's going to knock him down in 90, 90 seconds. I'm not going to say that about Wilder, but I feel like he's always going to win. And he's a, he's a nasty individual, it seems like, when he fights. And uh, I don't know if Fury can hold up to that. Again, because um, he, I guess they went to a, it was a draw the last time, so yep. uh, I don't think he holds up to that this time. So I, I think definitely uh, Wilder wins. Okay, TJ, what about you? Um, I'm also gonna go with Wilder, um, but I'm a little hesitant because in the last fight I felt like Tyson Fury outboxed Wilder, and if he didn't get that second knockdown, he would have lost because Tyson Fury outboxed him. 
um, during the whole entire fight. If he didn't get those two knockdowns, he loses. Um, so Wild, I feel like Wilder's going to win because he's going to come out. He already said he's going to knock him out early, and I feel like he's really going to do it this time. I feel like he he's not going to make the same mistakes he did last time, and he's going to go after him full-fledged. Um, I think if the fight goes a distance again, I think he loses, though. But if he he knocks him out within the first three to five rounds, I think you know I think he he has a good shot, which is why I'm choosing Wilder. I think he's gonna do it this time. I kind of got to go with the Masters here as well. Um, I agree, Wilder, um, for some of the same reasons, but I don't think it's gonna be a knockout, man. Um, if it goes decision, um, I'm kind of with you. I can see why you know he may lose out unless he gets some takedown like he did. Um, with the the first fight, which kind of balanced him with a with a draw, but Tyson, I saw uh, an article with Tyson mentioned that he's looking for he's looking for the knockout. You know, Wilder is he's seems to be more of a strategic player. His power, I mean, it outmatches um, Tyson just from a you know if they're going in bare knuckles, just head to head. If they're going with the intent knockout, then yeah, Wilder has him all day. But I think Wilder's endurance at this point, I mean, Tyson came out of retirement for this, you know, and Wilder has, it's like almost, what, almost 20 more fights than Tyson at this point. So I think Tyson has, I mean, sorry, Wilder has more of the upper edge in this fight. So I say Wilder, but I think it's going to be winner by decision instead of knockout. And, you know, talking about the, the winner, since we're all agreeing with Wilder, do you guys think that the winner should fight Anthony Joshua to define the next true one champion? I think uh, you got to. I think, so? I, I, I think he. I think he has to. Um, even though Joshua, I think he lost to uh, Andy Ruiz last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I still think you got to fight him. Um, I think Joshua's a little crazy with his asking price on fights. I think he has to do for like 50, give me 50 million up front or something. I think yeah. I saw and I'm like, mm, this ain't no floor Mayweather <laughs> you know, fight or nothing like that. So, but I think you have to. Okay. TJ? Yeah. I mean, the only caveat to that is I think in the contract between Wilder and Fury, the, the loser has 30 days to request a, re- a re- rematch. So it may mm. delay that. That's going to be the only thing, but they got to fight. They got to create one true heavyweight champion. The, whoever, if they don't do the rematch, Wilder, if because I think he's going to win, he's got to fight Joshua. If Joshua ain't running. You know what? At this point, if, if if I was Wilder, I'd be like, look, man, I'll come to Britain and whoop you in front of your own people. Because I think yeah. I think Wilder will put them hands on Joshua. I mean, Ru- Ruiz was putting them hands on him. So what do you think Wilder going to do? You yeah. know what I mean? So that's how I feel. I'm, I'm with you. I feel like if it's if Wilder's the winner, then definitely. I feel like Tyson at this point, he thinks he has a little more of a caliber with all the titles that he's won, you know, way back in 2015 that he doesn't have anything to prove. You know, that he's already kind of beaten out um, – some title fights in, in different categories, you know, IBF, the IBO, and WBA. He, he he feels he doesn't have anything to prove. But if I'm Wilder, oh, definitely. I'm going to see Joshua. Tyson, I think he still – he would try to argue down the fact if he does happen to win this fight that he doesn't have anything to prove, and I think he would he would run. Um, speaking of running, 
going to move to our next segment here. Beast, you got to say it, TJ. You say it better than me. Man, I'm going to have to train you up on this. <laughs> we about to introduce the Beast of the Week. <laughs> and I'm going to go first. So, All right. my Beast of the Week is going to be P.J. Walker, the quarterback of the Houston Roughnecks out of the XFL. And no, Josh, it ain't Cardell Jones. I'm going with wow. a different quarterback, and that's tearing the XFL up. He's mobile. He, he went to Temple University, didn't get a lot of hype coming out, was a backup to Andrew Luck, um, you know, at the Indianapolis coach. You know, he's on the practice squad. He worked hard. Andrew Luck's dad's running the XFL. He put some word, he put a good word in for him, like, hey, this guy deserves a spot, and now he's tearing the XFL up, man. Uh, this past week, he threw for over – 170 yards, had three touchdowns, led his team to a victory. He leads the league in touchdowns and passer rating right now. So, man, he's just slippery. He's getting out of tackles. He's doing his thing, man. So, he's going to be my beast of the week. So, Kareem, who, who do you who's your beast of the week? I got to go with Aaron Gordon. Even though he didn't completely clear Taco, <laughs> uh I mean, five fifties in a row, man. I, I don't think I've ever seen that in, in a dunk contest ever. And he technically, I still say he should have got another 50. But regardless, you know, he did a phenomenal job and he mixed it up. And uh, he got robbed twice, it looks like to me. Mm. So I think he should have won both of them. But um, that's who my beast of the week is. I ain't going to enunciate as TJ did, but. You know. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, my nominee for the week, I'm going to be a little biased here. You know, earlier this week, I was in Las Vegas. Uh, had a good friend of mine, BJ Hurst, who was in a, a title fight, MMA, amateur uh, competition, tough enough competition. And uh, this was a title fight. And he, uh, he won that championship, won that title in a 56-second 56, 56 bout knockout double punch you know check out my instagram or facebook you'll see that on there um it was just phenomenal it came in with a lot of energy um the defender honestly i can't remember his name at this point in time but uh hope he's doing well i know he was in the hospital you know not to make light of that mm. but uh 56 seconds knockout the double punch um i gotta give it to my nominee bj hurst once again tough enough competition shout out to amateur MMA. Cool, cool. Well, shoot, man, we've had a great show today. Um, thanks, Kareem, for joining. You know, your um, input this week has been uh, very appreciate, appreciated. And um, hopefully you can join the uh, podcast and the show again later in the future, man. So, um, we, you know, we covered a lot of stuff today. You know, we covered, uh, we had our Hive segments, which we all covered our personal things there. Talked about the NBA All-Star game. We also talk about a big fight coming up this weekend between Wilder and Fury, man, and then also our beast of the beast of the week. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, man. So, uh, Kareem, man, any any final words? No, nah, man. I just want to appreciate y'all having me on tonight. It was fun. Uh, first time doing a little podcast uh, here, so I definitely will uh, come back on whenever the invitation is put out. Yeah. All right, well, man. Like you said, we definitely appreciate you. It's an open invitation at this point, man. And I just want to remind everybody out there, um, you know, submit any questions, any topic that you'd like us to uh, to cover on the show or you'd like us to respond to for you. Um, you can hit us on our email. That's 
goldennestpodcast at gmail.com or likewise hit us up on our Instagram uh, DM golden golden nest podcast uh, we thank everybody for for joining us today we hope everybody has a great weekend a great week we'll see you next time peace 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 <laughs>